This is Crafting the Short Story with your host, author and editor, Darren Todd of DarrenTodd.net. Now, let's explore the agony and the ecstasy, the magic and the mechanics of short fiction. Hello and welcome to Crafting the Short Story, episode 22. Since I've spent a lot of time on mechanics on the last couple episodes, I'm going to break away from mechanics a little bit and get back into storytelling. Recently, I just wrapped up, finally, the last episode of Lost. Now, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but that had me thinking a lot about storytelling and about the different threads that a story will take and how those get wrapped up and whether that varies per medium. And what I came up with was, it does. It does definitely vary per medium. Let me look at a couple of examples here. Well, first, what do I mean by these threads? What do I mean by the things that would need to be wrapped up? Certainly, clues to something that is going to happen at a later date. Buried guns. And the, the principle of the buried gun, gun being, if you introduce a gun in Act 1, it had better go off in Act 3. A MacGuffin, let's say, the thing that everyone is pursuing, going after. And it seems that there is a sort of hierarchy of strictness so far as addressing all those threads, closing all those loops that varies per medium. And I think probably the top tier when thinking about this would be novels and films, if you think about it. If you're writing something full length and you have you have a novel and you're... Obviously, you have some liberties that you might not have with a short story so far as, let's say, how tightly wrought the story is itself. Obviously, the reader is giving you some liberty in terms of how tight is the action or how meaningful is this part or that part. You're giving much more liberty in a novel, obviously. You'll read a novel and say, okay, well, I wasn't crazy about that chapter, but I'm going to continue reading because I like the entire work. Sometimes it could even start poorly, but you might continue reading. Whereas with a short story, well, the entire span of it, even a story of a few thousand words, perhaps, you are expecting this thing to to hook you, to engage you, to also be extremely tightly wrought so that I think anything sort of stands out much more in that case if it isn't in a short story. Whereas in a novel, I mean, again, it, it, it is it's certainly supposed to be well edited. We're expecting a level of uh, professionalism, of course. But if you have a part of a chapter or a character you don't like or a scene that didn't quite do it for you, you're still going to be much more forgiving of it. However, I don't think that's the case in terms of these clues, MacGuffins, buried guns, etc. In a novel, we are looking for that loop to be closed. So if you bring something up, if you describe something, for instance, I believe that you are, you are essentially creating an anchor in the reader's mind, and they are expecting that to be closed at some later time. Now think of the, how this relates to films. If you think about a standard-length film where... You know, not not even a trilogy, but a film where you are expecting a beginning and a middle and an end and things to be wrapped up by the end, unless it's sort of the shtick of the film not to be, then you are saying to yourself, if something is shown, we'll give you an example, Sixth Sense, right? So you have 
Bruce Willis's character returning to this door that goes down to the attic. It is supposed to create a hook in your mind to where, to where you are then trying to figure it out. What is this? What does that have to do with the story? You know it's going to come back. It must. So, but there are hardly any clues other than the fact that he's returning to it. And, and, and as is typical for M. Night Shyamalan, of course, it's only wrapped up in the final seconds and, and revealed. You're not really supposed to figure it out uh, until then. So a novel acts very much the same way. Is That's when you have to be careful about, let's say you're describing something. Well, don't, don't gild the lily for no reason. An arbitrary description of something. If you're describing it, especially in detail, and the longer you focus on it, the, the greater the hook, the sharper the hook, let's say, then you're going to be expected to wrap that up at some point. Now, the second tier, I would say, is with television and novellas. Television, like, like with Lost, I, I feel that um, it was the same way with True Blood, where they would have these sort of threads, and I'm not sure how they evaluate what their viewership thinks of something, whether it is some sort of you know, rating system or how many people are watching or what the buzz is. But I happen to know, uh, for instance, I think it was Mental Floss that put out an article about the character Benjamin Linus in the show, uh, which was the sort of, he definitely acted as an antagonist. I don't know that you would call him the central antagonist. Sometimes, yes, sometimes sort of a wild card antagonist. But that he was supposed to have a minor role, but he tested well with audiences. So then he was in it through the end. And this might explain why, and this is not a spoiler, at least hope it's not regarded as such, at the end where, let's say, the entire concept of how the Lost storyline would go, it went in that direction, and Benjamin really wasn't much of a part of it at the end. And I think maybe that was because they said, okay, well, we're keeping this character because people like him, but there's not a huge role for him at the very end. Hopefully that's not a spoiler. And in True Blood, the same thing. You have, you know, these little storylines about, if you're familiar with the show, Jason Stackhouse uh, being turned into a jaguar. And then this was, uh, I think, season four when they started to kind of go off the rails, in my opinion, with far too many little subplots. And they're like, oh, well, no one liked the jaguar part. So we're just going to pretend like he was never turned into a jaguar. So in the same way, I think novellas are, are around about here is that can you have loose ends? Possibly, but you're still expected, I think, to pull things around, or at least most things around. And the loose ends you have should probably be purposeful. Whereas with television, in this, also in this middle tier, I don't think the loose ends are purposeful. I think probably what those were were those experimentation. you got to think that a show like Lost, yes, J.J. Abrams directed it, and I think he probably had some uh, perennial writers who, who wrote several episodes. But then the day, it still had probably dozens of different writers throughout its six-year span, and nor were they sure that it would even go six years. So even if someone had a whole story from beginning to end in their mind, it's going to have fluff, it's going to have alternate storylines, it's going to have all these sorts of things, of course. And so it wasn't brought up, in other words, it wasn't purposeful, but you know they weren't apologizing for it either. Whereas I think with a novella, if you have loose ends that weren't wrapped up, they should be purposeful. But I don't think that you were under the obligation of making sure all of those are completely wrapped up by the end. Based solely, I would even say, upon the, the length of the story. Because with a novella or a novelette, you have to think that it's still this chunk of time, most likely. Now, it can be a story from beginning to end, sure. 
but more often than not, it's probably a snapshot, a vignette, as opposed to a novel being, this should be an actual three-act structure, hero's journey, etc., etc. Probably not going to have a novel that is just a, a snapshot of someone's life or, you know, that sort of thing. Now, the lower tier is where I would put short films and short stories. I won't focus a lot on short films because I think they operate almost the same way that short stories do. And that is, yes, they have to be tightly edited. And you could certainly say that for a short film as well. A short story most certainly has to be edited extremely tightly as well. But do they have to worry about these threads and things being wrapped up? I would say almost not at all. That's not to say that I think you should highlight something and bury some gun and then never have it go off or never hint at it again. There's a poor way of doing it, certainly. But I think that it is much more forgiving because you're sort of... I I think that with a lot of my stories and and, um, what is the case with a lot of stories that end up doing in peer review and looking at in peer review is someone says, oh, this is a great story. I wish you would expand it. I wish this should have been a whole big story. Well, I take it as a compliment, but, but nor would I look at that and say, oh, well... I guess I need to expand it because people looked at it and they wanted me to expand this. No, I think it's okay that that something someone can read something, see it as this snapshot in a potential larger framework, and yet that larger framework is never written. I'm totally okay with that. But what that says to me too, though, is that those things weren't wrapped up. And it's okay. It intrigued people. It made them want to send their mind out and and think about what are the possible directions this could go if it were a broader story. And you could argue that, you know, and and some people would find it dissatisfying because so many short stories and short films operate in that capacity. Surely someone would figure out pretty quickly that most of them worked that way and they weren't expecting a a three-act structure in a a 2,500-word story. In terms of your own work, depending on what length you are operating in, just be sure that if you have something, let's say, as a small, for instance, I certainly have come across some where you have a hook in the beginning. You have uh, an in medias rest scene uh, to grab the reader's attention before you then throw in the proverbial phone book of details in, as a part of your world building or backstory and then not revisit that initial scene. Can't do that have to go back to the scene, have to pick that back up and close that loop in a longer work. I think the only exception might be if you began with something like that and had some sort of small closure and then you were essentially projecting this moment, this action-packed moment, as the character sort of norm. So let's say the character was a a bouncer at a bar the first fight you see him in and the first moments certainly don't have to be the main conflict of the story. It can simply be an example. Here I'm giving you an example of what a day in the life of this person is. Boom. And it's also action-packed and going to hook you right away. So it doesn't have to be something that will then you know, be wrapped up at some later time. But if it is that hook, make sure you have the payoff at some point. And this should also discourage too elaborate detail. Now I'm not saying don't be detailed and don't be descriptive. You can describe something all you want and be very descriptive. Most most people reading that too will look at that and say, oh, wow, it was so rich and I so appreciated all the detail and the setting, etc. But think about how much time you are giving to each thing. So that if you're coming in and, and you, you have a place of very rich detail 
and then a character come in that was described very well, and then subsequent characters aren't described well at all, well, then our subconscious mind, a reader, is automatically going to think that there is importance with whatever was described in detail and say, oh, well, this character is going to be coming back. So in other words, be consistent with how you're describing and I would say only give extra attention or really pull the reader's attention to things that you know are going to come back up and that represent loops that you're going to close later on. And another thing I see, uh, obviously trilogies are hot right now depending upon the genre, but specifically for genre works, uh, young adult, um, dystopian, that sort of thing. And what I end up seeing in first draft manuscripts of trilogies is that they will end on a cliffhanger suggesting that the subsequent books will begin to close those loops. I am unsatisfied with this, and I think other readers would be too. A first book of a trilogy or a series of 20, it doesn't matter, must have its own payoffs. You have to close loops within that volume. Now, you're not going to close all of them, obviously, but you need to think of it in terms of, I mean, look at the way that, that purposeful sequels will work in Hollywood as well, in that, yes, there are loops closed, but there's still greater threat. Look at Lord of the Rings, for instance. Now, granted, that was originally six books, not three, but if you look at the way that part of the criticism that the first one received was that, yes, there was the battle where you had the Urukai, the leader of the Urukai, killed by Aragorn, and the hobbits on their way to dispose of the ring in Mordor, but it wasn't as pronounced or a closure for that volume as people would have liked. So what was the reaction? Surprise and even anger at where it ended. But then you have the second one. Very different story. You have the battle that took place at Helm's Deep. The battle is finally won after struggle, and yet there is still a threat on the horizon at Mordor, and you know that they're, they're, that's going to have to be dealt with, but it can be dealt with in the next volume. For now, we have closed this loop of battling Orthanc, or the, the orcs from Orthanc at Helm's Deep. That is closure for this volume. It was a much more satisfying ending than Fellowship. So I would definitely caution someone writing a trilogy for just thinking, well, I'm just going to address all those things you know, book two is going to be even, you know, for book one is world building. Book two is build up. Book three is payoff. No, not good enough. I do not think that would work. Even sometimes when you have something popular that, that, that sort of does that and, and starts to get some notoriety, that doesn't necessarily also mean that that's a winning formula. There has to be some closure. Look at Hunger Games and it was the ending of the two different Hunger Games, the 74th and then the Quarter Quell at least marked some sort of closure, even though there was still the main battle to take place in book three. That's all for this week. Please tune in next week. Check us out on iTunes. Rate and review if you would. Take care and happy writing. This has been Crafting the Short Story with Darren Todd. Visit Darren online at darrentodd.net.